0: Hello, Andrew Weaver here, and welcome to this, the second edition of the Premonition Podcast. And I have to say, I was uh, genuinely very excited and very interested in listening and speaking to uh, our guest, Ty Sagalo. Ty uh, is described on a variety of websites as a 30-, 30, 35-year veteran of the insurance industry, and he, he really is extremely well-connected and steeped in the history and traditions of the industry. But what makes Ty a particularly interesting chap to speak to is that he's also been at the forefront of innovation and more recently has been at the forefront of the insure tech market with Lemonade and now alongside us here at Premonition. So this was a, a really interesting discussion with Ty about the build-up to his um, change I guess from the corporate world of insurance to the startup world of insure tech and how the two of them are going to merge very soon. So I hope you enjoy the content of it. We try and cover uh, things that are about premonition, but also, very importantly, uh, about the wider market itself. So without further ado, I give you Ty Sagalow. So, Ty, welcome. Uh, thank you for joining us on this podcast. Oh, thank you for asking me, Andrew. Well, it's, it's a great pleasure, and I'm, I'm intrigued and interested. You've, you've, you, you're described on one document that I saw as an insurance veteran, but I think your work in InsurTech, and all of our work in, in InsurTech, probably more uh, appropriate to call you a spring chicken.
1: Well, I think that's right. I mean, I think I don't think there are any insurance veterans when it comes to insure tech. Uh, It's it's really been around as an industry only since 2015. So that's only two years ago um, as of today. Um, But in terms of the traditional insurance industry, while I've been around for 35 years and the insurance industry has been around for several hundred years, so um, perhaps uh, it would be incorrect to call any living <laughs> human being a, uh, an insurance veteran.
0: Yeah, I got it. I mean, just, I mean, you worked for some significant insurance um, incumbents before you joined startups, Lemonade, and, and we'll come on perhaps to, to Premonition as well later. I mean, what made you decide? What was the first uh, decision process for you to leave that traditional model behind and go with startups?
1: Well, I built my entire career, and it was about 33 years in the traditional insurance industry, 25 at AIG and um, my entire career was built really about innovation. I saw that there was a need to be creative in the insurance industry and since there aren't too many folks in the insurance industry that have that as a goal it was a nice uh, foundation for a career because you always try to choose something that that very few other people are doing. Um, And I was very happy doing that and and did some very very cool things like create uh, y two k insurance and cyber insurance. and you know, and at the time, i I thought that was about as cool as the insurance industry can be. Um, but eventually, I realized that the traditional insurance industry in itself can really only execute incremental innovation. But at the end of the day, disruptive and in, disruptive innovation, And this is not just true of insurance, it's true of of all industries, but true disruptive innovation has to come from outside the insurance industry. So um, after 33 years, I I went out on my own, uh, created my own consulting company, really in search for disruptive uh, innovation. I had no idea whether I would find it, and if I did find it, I had no idea where it might, uh, might end up.
0: Well, listen, um, j- just just for people listening, there is a little tiny bit of interference on the line. Ty, I think we're fine. Um, just for people who are listening, you know, Ty is in New York or New Jersey. Where, where are you actually based today, Ty?
1: Today I'm in New Jersey.
0: In New Jersey, and I'm based in London. So apologies for a very little bit of interference there. But we caught, we caught pretty much all of that, Ty. Um, I mean, just, just uh, I, I heard a lovely story that you told um, related to Urban Dictionary and the story about um, the perception of the insurance market. I mean, it's it's interesting how people perceive the insurance market, and and perhaps that's a fundamental part of the problems that it's encountering at the moment.
1: Well, yeah, it is. I eventually realized that what was bugging me about the insurance industry, the traditional insurance industry, was how much it's hated. <laughs> you, you don't you don't want to be in an industry that everybody hates you. And uh, for those of, in the audience that don't know what the Urban Dictionary is, um, it is is the essence of the wisdom of the crowd, right? So, folks will submit into a a uh, the Urban Dictionary what they believe the definition of an industry or a definition of a thing you know is, and then the ones that have uh, the most votes of a similar definition wins, and that becomes the definition. So the Urban Dictionary asked people, how do you define the insurance industry? What does the insurance industry mean to you? And the answer that came back was, the insurance industry is an industry that makes promises to pay in the future, which promises are never fulfilled. And, you know, having spent my entire life in this industry, it's it's not very pleasant, and eventually, working with some really, really, really smart people, we figured out that the reason for that was that there's something fundamentally broken about the current modern insurance model, whereby there is a conflict of interest inherent in the model between the uh, claims department of an insurance company and the policyholders, where for every dollar that is not paid in a claim, that is another dollar of profit for the insurance company. So the insurance company and their clients are in direct conflict. It's, it's hard to think of another industry that has survived where the industry and their clients are inherently in conflict based upon the business model of how that industry works.
0: Mm, that's interesting. So here you are with an industry that's, that's fundamentally flawed in many ways. You've had a 33-year career. What, uh, what took you to Lemonade? How did you find that uh, project?
1: Well, actually, Lemonade found me, which was really cool. So I was, you know, you can imagine, you know, I'm a consultant. I'm, I'm in my office. I'm uh, I get phone calls on a regular basis from entrepreneurs that want to do something fascinating. And they they need an insurance product. But the insurance product that they need doesn't exist. And, you know, eventually they come to me and I, I create something new. So it was it was on a day like any other where I got a phone call from uh, an entrepreneur. Uh, he had a nice British accent like you, so a little bit different than, than most folks that would call me in, uh, in New York. Um, and he wanted to meet me to talk to me about this new idea. So I, I met him, of course, and he only knew three things at the time. He wanted to create a company called Lemonade. It would have something to do with the insurance industry and it would some way be able to give back to the community. And uh, his name is uh, Daniel Schreiber, one of the most brilliant uh, people I know, uh, a great uh, a great executive um, and eventually learned something about insurance. But at that, that that first meeting, he knew nothing about insurance. And so he and his co-founder, Shai Wittenger, who is the CEO of uh of fiverr and uh, probably the world one of the world's greatest technologists and software coders we started with the name on the wall lemonade and then uh, after three days we brainstormed what type of insurance company it could be they were kind enough to ask me afterwards to stick around and be the chief insurance officer of lemonade and the ceo of lemonade insurance company um and it was a tremendous uh, tremendous adventure uh, uh, Lemonade quickly became the leader in the in short tech uh, space uh, but again if the space is only 2 years old you can do that sort of thing
0: yeah well it's, it's still phenomenal growth and and so your uh, time with lemonade ended in July of this year is that right
1: correct so so uh, in July of uh, uh, first of, of this year i transitioned off of uh, of lemonade having done the job i was hired by daniel and Shire Char- with, uh, with underwriting claims, finance. We were uh, had our domestic license in New York, licensed in over 22 states, representing 60% of the company. Uh, they asked me to stay on the board, uh, so I'm still on the board. Uh, but then I went back to consulting uh, to look for my uh, my next adventure.
0: Yep. Uh, which which landed where? Premonition, I think, is the, is the name of the company? Yeah, Premonition <laughs> is the name of the company. and And
1: I am... So excited about my affiliation with Premonition. When, when I went out uh, after Lemonade and I was sort of looking for the next Lemonade, and, and what I mean by that is I was looking for the next company that would severely disrupt the insurance industry. Um, and, you know, the, the, the co-founders of, of Premonition uh, found me in, in much of the way that, that Daniel and Shai found me. And they began talking to me about an area of insurance, which had long bothered me, which was the the lack of scientific method in managing and choosing uh, outside counsel. And uh, they had not, the company had been around for four years, but they had not uh, thought of it as a potential solution to insurance. Uh, and then after discussions with me, they, they we all concluded that there was a lot there and they asked me to uh, to stick around as an advisor and as uh, the chief insurance officer to uh, uh, help talk to the insurance industry about the Premonition business model and how it could be helpful to them.
0: Well, it's brilliant to have you on board, and, and uh, you know, very excited. Even this conversation is getting me excited about uh, the impact you're, you're already having and going to have. I mean, one observation I made actually, uh, Ty, in terms of the relationship with Lemonade and Premonition, is that they're both kind of playing in a similar area. They're kind of playing with how artificial intelligence and transparency are going to are transforming the space. I mean, did you see that when you when you when you landed on, on Premonition? Did you see the, the connection?
1: No, no, actually, not on a conscious level. And and uh, Andrew, you're 100% right. I mean, up until five minutes ago, uh, I had not I had not thought about it. Uh, but you're you're absolutely right. I think one of the drivers toward premonition is the fact that it shares a couple of fundamental characteristics with Lemonade. It is a company based upon artificial intelligence and uh, algorithms and it also is fundamentally based on transparency. So as, as Lemonade actually has transparent chronicles uh, that that uh, tell uh, insurers um, everything that's going on within the company and of course within their insurance, in, in many ways premonition takes it to a step further and shines light on an area where there was no light, which is how do you manage your outside counsel, how do you manage even panel counsel in many ways, what are the KPIs, what is the data behind those KPIs, and how can you lower your, uh, not just expense ratio, but more importantly, loss ratio, mm-hmm. in addition to uh, what I what I realized uh, later was a tremendous help that the Premonition business model, and database, and algorithm uh, can do for, um, for the underwriting community.
0: Well, for the, for the one or two listeners that don't know what premonition do or are, um, they have the world's largest litigation database. Um, in, I think it's 40,000 cases a day they scrape. It's an extraordinary machine. And from that, they're able to extract a very detailed analysis of the performance of judges and lawyers and courts, and the three of them combined. So just a little bit of background in case you weren't aware of premonition. So so tell me this then, Ty. Who, who in the insurance, insurance industry do you think will find... Uh, the premonition database and win rates useful?
1: Well, y- your summary of premonition is good. So it has two fundamental value propositions. One, it has the largest litigation database. 87% of all cases in the United States and in many other countries as well are in this database, um, which includes the judge, the uh Um, plaintiff's attorney, the defendant's attorney, the venue, the duration of the case, where it is, um, and the type of case. Uh, Simply put, it has more data than all of the competitors combined. Really phenomenal. And again, shows that true disruption can only occur from the outside. So the second value proposition is the artificial intelligence. It is the algorithm that takes this massive database and calculates win rates, which attorneys against which attorneys, in which courthouses, against which judges, in uh, uh, which uh, types of cases are more likely to win. The the easiest way of thinking about it is Moneyball, right? So it is the Moneyball selection of outside counsel on these two value propositions. The most obvious place in the insurance industry is, of course, the claims department, right? So the claims department chooses uh, the outside counsel. The claims department puts together a panel uh, for their liability claims. The claims department manages those outside counsel. The claims department decides when to settle, decides when to appeal. So obviously knowing which attorneys do well against which judges in which cases, will have a dramatic impact on your ability to manage those cases. Knowing simply the duration of the cases will be able to help you pick which lawyers you want and drive down your expense costs. So the first and obvious spot is claims. But the more we started talking to carriers, the more we realized that the underwriting department can find this database plus algorithm to be as useful. Uh, a couple of, 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 of obvious examples, right? So if you're a lawyer's professional liability underwriter, you underwrite the errors and omissions of attorneys. This type of database would be immediately helpful to you in knowing which attorneys are, all else being equal, good risks or bad risks. Mm-hmm. Simply knowing all the types of cases your insured has been involved in is critical because as any lawyers professional liability underwriter will tell you lawyers get sued when they go out of their comfort zone and taking cases outside of your expertise will not necessarily be disclosed in your insurance application so you need access to a third party in order to get that information but it's not just Lawyers professional liability or attorney E&O underwriters, small company D&O underwriters, um, directors and officers liability insurance for small businesses is based upon the founders. So if the founders are being sued a lot if they're even being sued for things having nothing to do with their capacity as a, a director or officer of the company, if they're being sued for divorce, for credit problems, if they're involved in a, in a criminal action, a, a, um, a DWI, all those things are relevant to the underwriting of small business director's office liability insurance, and yet d underwriters today have no access to that information. So the bottom line is, the more we talk to insurance carriers, the more various parts of those carriers we find the Premonition uh, business model and the Premonition uh, database and algorithm could be useful.
0: Well, listen, exciting times, exciting times for Premonition, uh, definitely having you on board, and, and we hope exciting times for the impact we can have on, on the insurance market. L- let me wrap this up with a final question, Then I want you to look into that crystal ball of yours, Ty. And, and tell me where you see insurtech more generally taking us in the next five to 10 years.
1: Well, you know, my my daughter asked me recently, um, Daddy, what do they call Chinese food in China? And I said food. Um, and I think the same thing's going to happen with insure tech. in the years to come. The insure tech will disappear. It will just be insurance. What today we, we, we think about as a technologically enhanced insurance industry will simply be the insurance industry. And I do believe that, that uh, uh, we will need to effectively deal with the inherent conflict of interest in the traditional insurance industry. That is just not a, a way that a, an industry can thrive and survive. Um, I believe wisdom of the crowd is going to replace professional um, centers of of knowledge. Um, and then I think the selection of outside counsel and the management of outside counsel in the very, very short years to come will look nothing like it's had in the past. No longer will I simply pick as my outside counsel the guy that I've known the longest and I go to drinks with and I have lunch with and then I drive down, you know, his rates by asking for volume discounts. There will come a time very, very soon in my belief that premonition and tools like premonition will be the way, the only way in which outside counsel is chosen and outside counsel is managed by the insurance industry.
0: So, Ty, I knew I was going to be uh, was going to enjoy this conversation. I was very excited meeting you, and, and you've you've absolutely delivered. Thank you so much for your input and your insight.
1: Well, thank you very much, Andrew. I, I uh, very much enjoyed our conversation, and thank you so much for all your questions. And I look forward to uh, to uh, doing this again with you sometime in the future.
0: Well, I look forward to it too. Thanks again, Ty. All the best.